0: Hello! If you are listening to this in the future, after this episode originally aired, please note that the bulk of this episode has since been removed. What remains is a set of churros hotline calls and other conversation that we wanted to keep on the feed and hope you enjoy listening to, in addition to some words from our beloved sponsors who make this entire endeavor possible. Thank you so much for listening. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. To very Amusing, your one-stop shop for the stories, secrets, and shenanigans of a popcorn-fueled theme park journalist. I'm Carly Weisel, and I'm back in the theme park groove. It is a big big theme park week over here for me, who has not gone for a minute and all of a sudden is going multiple days in a row. I went to Disneyland last week for this nighttime spectacular press event, and I finally got to see Fantasmic, which was very exciting. I got to see Main Street Electrical Parade again, obviously, since I went recently, but I also went to this totally wackadoo late night Avengers Campus Party. I'm sure by now I've posted a video of it online, but... Usually if they kind of like close down a land later at night and you have a work event there, there's a ton of people. And there were not a ton of people. I literally was running around and there was no one there Uh, Captain Marvel was just talking to a bunch of cast members because there was, like, no one around to talk to Captain Marvel. Same thing with Loki. It was very goofy and very fun, and I had the time of my life at it. Granted, I uh, could not keep my eyes open the next day because it went until 1230, and then I had to get all the way home. Uh, My friend Jeffrey drove me home, thank goodness, because I probably would have fallen asleep. But it was very cool. But that's not even... All the theme parks of that's happening. I am at Disneyland for two days this week. I'm going on a little mini vacation, a, a pre-birthday celebration with my friend Kelsey and some other friends, Amy and Alex, and I think Heather is coming too. I cannot wait. I'm staying overnight. It's going to feel very vacation vibes without the pressure of having to drive home after. Again, the drive is long. If you are not familiar with California geography or Los Angeles traffic, the drive from Anaheim to Los Angeles is not local. Not local. It can take up to two hours at it's far. So I'm happy to be kind of getting in that vacation groove. And then after all that, if I still somehow, somehow probably, definitely will have the energy, there is a universal... Annual pass event that I'm going to. It's called, what is this? The Pass Member Park Takeover, presented by Coca Cola. I don't know why I needed to include the presented by, but it felt rude to cut them out. Because <laughs> I don't know, they're paying for this free after party. It's free for annual pass holders. Free, completely free. It's from like 8 p.m. till midnight. Absolutely shocking when you look between the different resorts. Obviously, there is much more demand for Disneyland, it's a completely different product. But to be sitting here and be checking the Disneyland Enchant Key calendar every single morning to try to use all of my slots to reserve park reservations for September for for D23 Expo 2022. And then on the other hand, going to a universal party just for free because I own an annual pass. I'm very excited about it. I cannot wait. But I'm mostly excited that there are nighttime studio tours. They do them until like 9, 15 p.m., which I don't think I've ever been on it that late at night or just when the sun's down. So I'm extremely excited to see what that's like at night when they take you through the lot. I love the studio tour there. It is fantastic. I highly recommend it. I guess that's all the theme parks I'm going to, but still very, very, very many. And I, I know we don't do news on this podcast anymore, but... I have to flag it that Super Nintendo World is now opening early 2023, not general 2023, not what I assumed late summer 2023, early 2023. I mean, soon I can just, you know, be like, oh, I finished work at 3 p.m. I'm just gonna gonna go and like I meet Toad? Meet Princess Peach? Oh my God, I can't wait. Oh my God, I can't wait. Now, besides my theme park itinerary, uh, we have one other major thing of note I just want to mention before the podcast starts. The Very Amusing Store is reopening on June 9th. If you are listening to this the day this podcast comes out, that is tomorrow. We're going to say 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. noon Eastern, but check my social media in case that time changes if anything happens to the website. But this is a full restock to last us going forward for a good amount of time. So nothing should sell out, so the time shouldn't really matter. The big news is that our store is open like a regular old store. We're going to have a bunch of stuff. We restocked all the clothing in all of the sizes. And while I couldn't get more E.T. earrings, I know we're kind of dwindling in some styles of those. I did get these funky little E.T. necklaces, which I think are great and are very cute. Those will go, I assume, quickly uh, since they're in limited quantity. But I just wanted to let you know and all orders get a free sticker quantities are limited but I just ordered more so we should be okay and I just can't wait to just have merch and have it just be up as we work on the next collection of merch get excited because it's a little different from this one and I think you're gonna love it Who's uttered the words Genie Plus knows firsthand that vacations require time, money, planning, energy. And if you put all that effort into enjoying your trip already, why not extend the highlights of that getaway into your everyday with Framebridge? Put that vintage Epcot ticket up in your office and give it a little personality. Surprise your kid with their favorite character's autograph immortalized on the wall of their room. To get started, head to framebridge.com because your precious travel memories shouldn't have to stay in the past. That's framebridge.com.
2: Hey Carly, this is Kelsey from Indiana. Big fan of your podcast and all the journalist stuff that you do love it. Um, I wanted to piggyback on the interchangeable ride information that was on last week's podcast um, with Spaceship Earth. So BBB Brooke on Instagram has been following a little wooden action figure in the Carousel of Progress that also changes regularly. And she's documented this on her Instagram, I think since like 2017 or 2018. But anyways, and the Carousel of Progress, it's in the very last scene on top of Sarah's desk. It's this little wooden action figure guy and he's always in a different pose like every time so that's something else to look for next time you're on that ride again love the podcast honestly love everything you do i appreciate having you in my little corner disney world have a great rest of your day
0: Yes, you are absolutely right. Olivia from Pennsylvania also called in about this. I foolishly forgot that Brooke has been tracking this. Thank you so much for calling about it. It's so nice to be able to have a few things to point to now, following the other churros call about Spaceship Earth, that you can see things change. You can see these spaces kind of be livable spaces, despite being in a theme park attraction where you think everything is so permanent forever. I love these little insider secrets. And if anyone else thinks of anything that changes regularly within a ride, or if you yourself work in an attraction, you're tweaking things, let me know. This is so interesting to me, and I hope you think it's interesting, too. Thanks for calling.
1: Hi, Carly. My name is Laneya. I love your podcast so much. Uh, my sister and I both listen to it. Shout out to Amanda, best older sister in the world. Anyways, we plan Disney weekend trips as often as we can because she lives in Georgia and I live in North Florida. So one of the things we always like to do is make a list of the snacks and treats that we want to try at all the different places around Disney World. And that's something that's really exciting about going there is trying all of these different treats. Um, but for health reasons, um, I'm having to do an elimination diet to figure out why I'm feeling sick all the time, which is important, but not very convenient for going to Disney World. And I just thought maybe someone in the FOMOly universe uh, could potentially have experience going to Disney World and being on the FODMAP diet. So if you have any information about this or maybe tips and tricks for Somewhat severe restrictions um, on food when going to Disney World. I would so appreciate it. Um, I love going to Disney World and I don't want to dread trying to find something that I can eat when everyone else is having fun snacks around the world or whatever it may be. Um, And it's not just like a sad bowl of leaves. I mean, I do love a salad. Don't get me wrong, but you know what I mean. So I hope someone can help me. And, Thank you, Carly. I love your podcast so much. It means so much to me. And I always love listening to it, especially when I'm driving from Jacksonville down to Orlando for a Disney road trip with my sister. So thank you. I love you. Is that weird? Okay. You. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Bye.
0: You're awesome. Linnea, thank you so much for calling. I love that you and your sister both listen to this podcast and are Disney fans. And I am here and happy to help. Now, first things first, do not worry. You are still going to have the time of your life at Disney World. My mom has specific health diet restrictions, and I was able to navigate that at Disneyland Paris, which already doesn't really have food like at all. They kind of literally don't have food. So if we could do it there, you are good to go, easy breezy for Walt Disney World. I will get into park specifics, but my first tip is is to pack snacks. I know, I know, I know. It's counterintuitive to your call, but you're going to have a much easier time getting special Disney food that fits your diet half the time rather than all the time. This way, you won't be in Epcot somewhere hungry and panicking about what to do. You can eat a little snack and then make a decision from there when you are well-informed and not as hangry as I tend to get at these parks. My next tip, though, is to plan ahead. Have a short list of dishes and snacks you know you can eat in advance so you are not figuring this out in the boiling sun while hunched over your phone. And I am here to help you plan. Now, I believe the FODMAP diet prioritizes basically whole ingredients over anything processed and allows for meat, fish, eggs, nuts, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and some specific dairy products. So I went off of that for these recommendations, but essentially these tips are applicable to anyone who is facing something like this on their next trip. I recently did a what I eat week over on my Instagram in conjunction with last week's episode. And since I naturally tend to balance things I eat in certain times of day because sugar makes me crash, I think some of my favorite dishes of Walt Disney World, regardless of having a diet or restrictions, will work great for you on this one. I think, I think they'll work great, but. Obviously, check the ingredients, check everything. Uh, A few of my core suggestions include Columbia Harbor House and Magic Kingdom, where they have a shrimp and a salmon with green beans already on the menu. Chefs de France, they have a cheese board, which may or may not work for you, but they also have this ratatouille entree with kale, which is very fun and on brand. Being right there near Remy's Ratatouille Adventure feels very, very French and very in story. Satouli Canteen definitely has a grain bowl salad that will work for you, and Back at Epcot, I do think the Morocco and Japan and China pavilions will probably be your best bet for food or quick grab-and-go meals. So I also want to flag Spice Road Table, who has a lot of dishes that can work for you that your sister will like, too. There's a shrimp, a lamb, a chicken. There are dolmas or these grape leaves filled with rice, which I think will be okay for you since I think you can have oil on this diet. And they also have iced and hot mint tea at Spice Road Table, which gives you some fun drink options that you can have throughout the day. Now, some other things I thought of that could work for you, a lot of places now have overnight oats, which might be a viable breakfast or a grab-and-go breakfast snack for later, depending on your diet specifications. And because this is very amusing, you know I'm going to tell you to eat a hard-boiled egg. (laughs) It's not a fun Mickey-shaped Disney snack, no, but it is a key very amusing food, so if you want to think of it like a fun theme park treat in this universe… I mean, we'll be happy to do that for you. There are also those allergy friendly snacks, which I'm sure you know about at the gift shops. Um, Some of those like bags of cookies and the nuts might be good for you. But I did pull a few dessert options because you are going to be in the parks. You go here all the time. You know your stuff and you're going to want a fun little treat. There are those frozen strawberry bars that they sell throughout the parks that I don't believe they have added sugar. So those should work for you. But especially, do not snooze on Aaron McKenna Bakery at Disney Springs. I have a friend who's on a very similar restrictive diet as you, and I picked him up a bunch of stuff for his birthday at the LA location recently. And- He he loved it. He loved it. And if you basically go to Disney Springs the first day you get there, you can load up on treats to eat throughout your trip so you don't feel like you're depriving yourself by taking care of your health. Uh, Aaron McKenna bakery goods are free of eggs, dairy, soy, wheat, gluten, and refined sugar. And they have a ton of fun stuff and different savory and sweet options, which will last you throughout the trip. I also want to mention a diet like this can be a big bummer when it comes to like fun drinks throughout the day, especially if you are a soda person or If you really like to get like a like a fun lemonade. So if you do happen to be a resort hotel person who gets the cup, you know what I mean? The refillable cup. Let me tell you firsthand that freestyle machines have the best seltzer at Disney World. And you can definitely chug that stuff down. I mean, the real best seltzer is a Topo Chico. That's you can really only find that at Swan and Dolphin. But that's a separate story. So if you are a cup person, definitely don't snooze on getting seltzer all the time. Anywhere you go that you go to a restaurant or anything, you can always ask for a soda water, maybe ask for a ton of lemon or a ton of lime to make it a little more fun. Or if you get one of those cuties with a meal like the little mandarin oranges, hold on to that and then break out all the pieces and pop those in a water bottle or in a soda later on for something refreshing that is still okay for your diet. Now, if you want to know more about my favorites that I mentioned before, uh, you can check my Instagram guides. That's hashtag Carly's Disney Guides is the best way to find them all. But the number one tip I have for you for doing this is to be an advocate for your own health. Everywhere you sit down, I'm talking everywhere. Everywhere you sit down, every counter you walk up to, any snacks, shop, anything, explain your situation and see if there is anything they can do to accommodate your requirements. Because Disney World is so good with this. They are better than anywhere. And you can likely find items that work for you that may not be listed publicly on the menu, especially at table service restaurants. And I've got one heck of an example for you. My mom and I dealt with this a few years ago at Hoopty Doo Review, and they were able to bring her a piece of steamed salmon and green beans. Well, I had a pail of fried chicken. I don't know where the salmon came from. I don't know where they found it in the kitchen, but she was delighted. She, I remember her saying how delicious it was. Everyone is usually so accommodating, so you can still have a really great Disney experience while also sticking to the diet you're on. I know it stinks to have to pass up something you may want otherwise. You can't conveniently just grab a Mickey bar, but remember, you likely won't have to eat on this restricted diet without a little wiggle room forever. And the end goal is one worth seeking out. We want you to feel better and have a good time doing it. And since you two know the park so well and your sister will likely want to eat somewhere that you might've thought you'd have to skip, Definitely advocate for yourself and ask everywhere if there is something that you can have, something that would be fun for you, something that fits your diet. There's also an email, at DisneyWorld.com, that I believe can help you out further if you have any other specific questions. Thank you so much for your call. I hope this was helpful. I hope you have so much fun. And love you too! It's not weird. We're all friends here. That's our show! Thank you all so much for listening. You can also rate, review, and follow Very Amusing on Apple Podcasts. We have some wonderful new reviews. Thank you to Grady Pancake for hopping over from Spotify to review. Oh, my God. To A.H. Murphy 7 for being on the right side of history with plastic cheese. I see you there. And Itzel for the kind words about my mom. Thank you so much. You can also rate and follow us on Spotify. We don't have too many listeners on there, it looks like. So if you are using Spotify to listen to Very Amusing, show yourself give us five stars say hello they really need need reviews just so we can communicate so we can have a message board i ya you can give us a call morning, noon or night at 747 Churros. You can also text us a voice note or email it to 747 Churros at gmail.com. Now, once again, we have so many calls right now. We are welcoming more. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. But I'm just wanted to, to hedge that by saying, if you left a voicemail and you're like, oh my God, she never listened. She never heard it. I promise we are we are just uh, backlogged in a wonderful, wonderful way. We are fully stocked. We are full with wonderful calls and we will keep parsing them out. Uh, We're at the point where I might have to do a 747 Churros mailbag episode. I'm not sure if we're quite there yet, but we have so many that I'm very excited to answer. So please keep them coming and don't be offended. Don't be offended if I haven't gotten back to you. Don't be offended. I promise. Oh, I'm I'm too too Midwestern on Maine. The Very Amusing web store is almost replenished. If you're listening to this, we are replenishing it tomorrow, and then it'll just be open. We'll just be selling stuff. It'll be amazing. So head to very amusing.com to load up on cute tees, fun sweatshirts, because it does get cold at Disneyland. It does get cold. I was there this month in June, had to wear a beanie, hand warmers, a unique low heat tech turtleneck under my Very Amusing sweatshirt. So they come in handy if you're on the West Coast. And hopefully we'll have tank tops going forward. When I made all the merch, there were only the emotional hideous tank tops in style. So <laughs> I spared all of you, but hopefully one day we will have more like hot Florida clothes and a new line of stuff coming in the future. But if you want some very amusing branded stuff, because the new stuff might not have that hint hint. Uh, I highly recommend heading to very-amusing.com starting the day after this episode comes out. You can follow me at Carly Wiesel on Twitter and Instagram, sometimes TikTok when I feel like it. And you can join the Fomaly at facebook.com slash groups slash Carly Wiesel. This episode was edited ironically by Jeff Fox. That's not ironic; it's an old word from that old word book I have. Ironic? I looked up how to pronounce it. And I think I said ironic, but when I say it, it sounds like ironic. It wasn't ironic. Ironically, by Jeff Fox. Thanks so much for listening. See you real soon.
3: Hey, honey, it's mom. Of course, it's very late in the wee hours of the morning. But that's when it's quiet and I can really enjoy your podcast with no interruptions. I really like this one so much because you, you mentioned all my favorite restaurants, all my favorite stacks. And I think when you were talking about the Japanese restaurant, I think that's where we went with dad for his birthday. And they made him that cute hat. They made him more like a chef's hat. It was a riot. All right, getting down to my favorite foods, popcorn. Sorry, it is my favorite food. So the, yes, of course. Number one is the caramel cooch, coochie. Oh, sorry, that didn't sound good. <laughs> I need to change the name. Okay, number two. I love the popcorn from that little red stand just across from the main street, the main stage at Magic Kingdom. That is the best, hottest, best popcorn. But you're gonna disagree with me on this one, and I know Brooke is gonna agree with me on this, but. My third favorite is when I'm going through Epcot, when I'm making a left, I go to Canada. And when they have their hot Canadian maple popcorn, it is, oh, my God, so good. It is so good. And you're actually right, because you had mentioned that you need a lid. You absolutely have to have a lid for your popcorn to refill to bring back to the hotel. Of course. I love the Shade Dice. I've had orange. And I have one other flavor, but I am so bad with it because once it starts melting when it's hot, it goes everywhere. But it's so good. Okay, and this one you're going to disagree with me also. One of my favorite protein foods in the park are the turkey drumsticks. I love them so much. Okay, now this is how I'm going to – I have to tell you this. I watched all the housewives. I watched the one from Orange County and I'm watching it actually I was watching it tonight and I'm watching it and all of a sudden two of the women greet each other and I was freaking out because they stole this from you but I have to play it I don't know how to do this but here we go
1: oh, hello.
3: I don't know if you heard that too good with my skills of recording but the two women were going hello And it reminded me of this very amusing podcast, which I love. So on that note, I love you. Great episode. And I get to see you very, very soon. I'm very excited. I'm back from L.A., but I'm going to see you again. So I'm very happy. Love you so much. And just in case you didn't hear it again, let me try it again. Okay, that was better. I don't have the skills you have. But I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.